0: Are you scared about the current economy or maybe you're struggling with money a little more than normal these days? There's a lot of uncertainty going on right now and it's easy to fixate on this scarcity on what you don't have. So on today's episode, we are going to answer the question, how can you use gratitude? Yes, gratitude to create wealth in this economy. The answer is powerful. It involves a TV. And I think it's going to surprise you. So let's get started. Get ready to experience gratitude for every aspect of your life when you're facing health challenges and in a way that you never thought possible. Welcome to Gratitude Builds Fortitude, the podcast where we optimize gratitude and mindset to create a healthy, thriving body. It's time to say no to that list of three things and yes to gratitude on your own terms. I'm your host, Holly Bertone. I'm a breast cancer and autoimmune survivor turned certified natural health coach, and my mission is to help you optimize gratitude and mindset so that you can transform your overall health and wellness because you deserve love, happiness, and laughter. So before we get started, I just want to say thank you for being here, for taking the time to invest in yourself and your mindset by listening to the Gratitude Builds Fortitude podcast. And the journey to better health begins with making that commitment to yourself. So thank you for being here. And okay, money just, I don't know, like money and weird conversations. It's a thing, right? So when I listen to people talk about money or wealth or whatever, I don't know. I just, I kind of want to know what their background was like or what their childhood was like. Did they grow up Poor or do they have average means or did they grow up with money? Like what was their story? Because for me, I think it helps to frame the reference of what they share about money. So yeah, so it's gonna get a little weird because it is about money. And money always seems to be a little bit weird. So let's make it unweird. Let's take the weirdness out of this conversation. If you are even thinking that I'm gonna share my story. So I grew up in the 70s and 80s. Probably a lot of you listening (laughs) grew up in the 70s and 80s. And I grew up in a small town in Pennsylvania. It was pretty much in the middle of nowhere. It was one of those places that as a kid, oh my goodness, all you wanted to do was find your wings and fly and get the heck out of town. But as an adult, you're kind of like, hey, this is kind of a cool place. And we were solid Middle class family. I think my parents did a really good job of balancing all of the medical expenses from my mother's Addison's disease, plus making sure that we had money saved so that we could go on a vacation to the beach every year. And there were definitely times money was tight, but my parents always found a way. Now, fast forward a little bit. The other thing that I think is important to note: my first job out of college, I actually worked for a financial services firm. I was hired as a recruiter. that firm. So while I wasn't a financial service advisor, I learned all of the basics of being a good steward with my finances early on. And also I'm beyond grateful that my financial advisor of 25 plus years is also one of my best friends to this day. And I'm far from perfect, far from perfect. I've made plenty of financial mistakes and bad decisions over the years. But overall, those early foundational lessons really kept me grounded. Back to my parents. My mother was always so generous. Both my parents were. And if there was a way for her to give something to someone, she did. And I honestly believe that her giving, her generous heart, along with her gratitude and her fortitude, that's why she lived as long as she did. Now, mama fortitude had this thing. And she called it her million dollar day. And what she would do is she would look up at the beautiful blue sky. So it had to be a beautiful blue sky. It wasn't like a cloudy day or a rainy day. And she would look up at the sky and she would say, I wonder what the poor people are doing right now. Now, I always thought this was corny because you know when you're a kid, everything your parents does is like totally corny, right? But what this did, it gave me an opportunity to learn that that level of happiness and riches, it comes from within. And when you have that love in your heart, that happiness in your heart, that inner peace, you have everything. So we're going to talk about where are your riches. We'll get into that in a second. All right. So I want to share something first, and this is to share the contrast. So please note that I'm not trying to brag with what I'm about to share. Because last year, in terms of quote unquote financial abundance, I had everything big, beautiful house, big, beautiful yard. We lived in Alexandria, Virginia, in a beautiful suburb of the DC metro area, walking distance from a beautiful trail along the Potomac River. We had two rental properties and my husband was four years from his second pension. We were setting ourselves up for a retirement that most people dream of. You could have easily said that I had it all, and maybe from a quote-unquote financial abundance perspective, maybe I did. And again, I'm not saying any of this to brag, because here's the contrast, is when we got divorced in December, I moved to a different state. It was just me and Hannibal. Now, spoiler alert, I'm actually going to discuss the divorce and what I went through in an upcoming episode. Yeah, I know, right? I'm not sure if it's the next episode or the next one or the next one. It's coming up very soon. So be sure to hit that follow button where you're listening so that you don't miss it. I'm already outlining my thoughts. And can I just tell you, this is one of those episodes that you are gonna wanna listen to the second it comes out. Okay, back to current day. I'm in a new home. I am staring at a blank page, staring at a blank page, place that's i'm now calling my new home i'm starting a new chapter i was able to take some of the furniture from the old house and then the rest i got used i got on marketplace and the habitat for humanity restore it is a nice and comfy home but it's not even close to what i had and for the first few months i didn't even have a tv i was actually watching tv on my ipad yeah i know first world problems right <laughs> But I remember one day, and this was, I don't know, maybe two months after I had moved, and I'm sitting on the couch, and I'm looking at the empty space where my someday TV would go, and I just kept thinking how happy I was, how abundant I was, how I felt like I had everything in the world that I need, how complete I felt, and my mind took me back to my mom and her huge smile from ear to ear, talking about her million-dollar day. And I'm wondering what the poor people were doing. And it hit me, the bigness of everything that I teach to my students and everything that I help my clients with. There is no amount of money in the world that can buy this level of happiness and inner peace. And it can only come from doing the inner work. I'm going to be completely honest with you. It sounds simple and easy, but clearing out that inner sludge, it is a process and it is not for the faint of heart. But if you are committed to making these changes in your life, once you are on the other side, you are never going to go back because there are no words to describe how good it feels. And it was at that moment that I really stopped to take in, where are my riches? Because it's not about the material possessions. Those riches are in my heart. And this is how gratitude becomes the wealth from within. Now, I want to pause here and get into the science because we are talking about gratitude being the wealth from within. And you might be thinking, okay, Holly, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is all pie in the sky with your silly gratitude thing. Okay, science. University of Illinois, they did a study and they found that there is a minimal difference of the level of happiness between people who make $10 million a year and the quote unquote average person. All right, I don't know what a quote-unquote average person makes, but I don't think the quote-unquote average person makes $10 million a year. But there was minimal, minimal difference in the level of happiness. So money can buy a lot of things, but it can't buy happiness. Baylor University, there was a study. They showed that the less materialistic a person is, the happier they are. Ooh. When you have that internal gratitude, you know what else it does? It helps you to sleep. Yes, it helps you to get better sleep. Because here's the thing, when you go to bed and you're worried about your finances, guess what? Your mind is going to race all night worrying about your finances. And then you toss and you turn and you can't sleep. And then you don't get a restful night and you wake up exhausted. And when you are tired and stressed and fearful and anxious, your body is in that sympathetic state, your fight, flight, or freeze. Your amygdala hijacks your brain, and now your brain is no longer making good decisions. Let me ask you this. Think about it. When you don't get a good night's sleep, do you get your daily movement in the next day? Or you say, you know what? I am going to exercise tomorrow when I'm feeling better. When you are stressed, do you grab an apple for a snack? Or do you reach for a bag of chips or ice cream or pizza or all of that comfort food? When you're angry, are you kind to people? Or do words come out of your mouth that you later regret? This is your amygdala hijacking your brain. So when you're stressed and fearful and tired and anxious and angry, you're more likely to make poor decisions, and especially when it comes to money. Do you want to be making good decisions or poor decisions when it comes to your money, right? By the way, if you want to come play with me on this topic, I invite you to join my free masterclass. It's called Navigating Difficult Times. And I'll leave the link in the show notes for you. You can also join at pinkfortitude.com slash difficult times. So let's take this one step further. What does this look like in relationship to money and finances and wealth? Have you ever heard of retail therapy? Like we shop to make ourselves feel better. It is a legitimate thing. I am the first one to raise my hand and say guilty as charged. Back to the science. It was a 2014 study. Actually, there were two studies in two thousand and fourteen. One was from the Journal of Consumer Psychology. They found that retail therapy helps people feel happier. And then there was a study out of the University of Michigan, and they found that buying things gives you a 40% greater feeling of being in control of your life. Okay, so why is this? Let's talk about the dopamine hit, right? You always kind of say the dopamine hit. Dopamine, it is one of those feel-good chemicals in your brain and your body. It's the pleasure center. Now, We can get into dopamine in a whole different episode on the quote-unquote positive side. I want to focus right now more on the quote-unquote negative side. All right. So dopamine is what is released when we eat comfort food, when we drink alcohol, when we scroll social media, when we play video games, when we shop. So yes, that dopamine hit, we get it when we shop. It releases those happy hormones that make us feel good. But let's go even further down into the root cause. Let's go as far down as we can go because when we are feeling sad or depressed or stressed or anxious, oftentimes, yeah, there's a direct correlation to our self-worth. This is when our self-worth takes a big hit and it's almost at a subconscious level that there is this huge void inside of us that needs to be filled. So we buy the things. We buy the handbags and the clothing and the shoes and the cars and the furniture and the decor and all of the things to feel good, to feel like we have value. I will feel better about myself once I have those new shoes or that seasonal pillow. And yes, it is all subconscious. Yes, that dopamine hit is going to give you a surge of happy chemicals in the moment. But shopping is not going to fill that void. That void can only be filled from within. Or you can look at this from a different perspective. Have you ever said to yourself, I will be happy when? I will be happy when the economy gets better. I will be happy when I can make more money. I will be happy when my credit card gets paid off. I will be happy when there's more money in my bank account. If this is you, this is called conditional living. When this thing happens, then and only then will I be happy. And when you focus on the things, when you focus on the external factors, when you focus on the forces outside of your control, You are telling your brain that this is what you want, your reticular activating system. It goes into action and now that is all you focus on. But when you make the shift, when you stop focusing on the external factors and you start focusing on gratitude as the wealth within, this is where you will see that true prosperity. When you are content with yourself, when you are content with your life, when you have that level of peace and satisfaction, You do not need to validate yourself with material possessions. Money might be tight for you right now. We are in some difficult and challenging times with the economy. This is the hard truth, but here's the good news. You can move that fulfillment to the internal instead of the external, and you will begin to see wealth and prosperity and financial abundance from a totally different perspective. The good news is that you always have a choice. You can either stare at the blank space in your living room and be angry or upset or disappointed that you just got a divorce and you don't have a TV. Or you can look around and take in that million-dollar experience and realize how much abundance you actually do have. Now, just an aside, I actually used to watch a lot of TV, but I don't really watch it a lot anymore. I mean, maybe one show at the end of the day, if that. I like having it, but there's nights that I entertain myself by reading a book or working on a puzzle. And when I finally got that TV for my house, I remember thinking back to, this was, oh goodness, years ago, back in 2000 when I moved from Pennsylvania to the DC metro area. And I did not, I mean, I'm talking serious blank slate because I didn't have any furniture or a regular TV for months. Literally, it was an old mattress that I would use to sit on the floor. But what I did have was my great aunt Myrtle's TV. Now, she had one of those 15-inch TVs, the little tiny square boxes. This was one of those TVs. It had the rabbit ears, and you had the aluminum foil that you would stick on top of the rabbit ears, and then it had the two dials, the one on top of each other. So the dial at the top, I think, was the one that changed the channel, and then the dial at the bottom just tuned it in for contrast. Do you remember those TVs? If that is you, hit me up on Instagram, send me a DM, let me know, because this is going to be fun. I really have such warm feelings about those TVs. So anyway, so I'm sitting there and I'm thinking back to another big move in my life, 23 years ago. And I'm thinking about my great aunt Myrtle's TV, that despite not having great reception, that TV got me going every morning with the local news and the traffic and the weather, which was very important when you're commuting in the city. And I thought about those last 23 years and everything that's happened, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and how I'm truly grateful for all of it. When you show up in that place with that level of gratitude as your wealth, the fear and the anxiety about the money, it starts to disappear. You start sleeping better at night because you're not up all night worrying about how to pay your bills. And then when you get a better night's sleep, you're going to make better decisions with your money throughout the day. And this, my friend, is the currency for a more prosperous and abundant life. And if that's you, if you're ready to make some changes, if you felt that tug from today's episode and you are ready for that big transformation, you're raising your hand and you're saying, I am ready. I just don't know how to get there. Then maybe it's time to chat and see if 101 coaching is for you. I am here to be your gratitude coach and your mentor, and I'm excited to be on this journey with you. And then I talked about my upcoming masterclass. If you are navigating any kind of difficult challenge right now, then I encourage you to register. It is totally free, pinkfortitude.com slash difficult times. And the link is also in the show notes. So thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Gratitude Builds Fortitude. Podcast. And it has truly been my honor to spend this time with you. And I'll see you next week. We have some real talk here for a minute, just between us girls. Can we have a conversation about what the end of the day looks like? I'm talking about that moment when you've crossed off all the things on your list. Okay, they're not all completed, but you're done for the day. And when I say done for the day, I mean you are done. And you sit on the couch to actually relax for a few minutes before bedtime. You know that moment of pure bliss when your bum hits the couch cushion and then you sit back in this heap of exhaustion. You pull the blanket over your legs, literally breathe for the first time all day. And it's not, it's not even one minute later. And it's your spouse, hey hun, your kid, mom, you pick up the phone to scroll on social media, and then your boss sends you an email you need to respond to, or you see something that, like, oh, shoot, I forgot to do something that can't wait for tomorrow. And then the dog's doing the potty dance because spouse or kid never took them for a walk, even though you asked them to. And it's that moment that you feel this resentment fill your body. And then you probably feel guilt on top of it because this is the life that you've always dreamed of. You've got a great career and a great family. So you might be wondering. Why do I feel so drained? Why is my life sucking every ounce of energy out of my body? I'm here to tell you that the world is not going to crumble if you say yes to yourself. But you will eventually crumble if you don't. You deserve to take care of yourself and your health. And it begins by saying yes to you which is probably the hardest yes that you're ever going to say. And that's why I created a very special private podcast series. It's called Your Comeback Experience. And it's specifically for you, the woman who has a track record of success in everything that you do, but you are burned out and something's still missing. And somewhere along the way, your health got pushed to the side. It's a secret podcast, meaning it's not public. You need to have an invitation to access it, and I want to invite you. So to get this free private podcast delivered right to your inbox, click on the link in the show notes or go to PodcastHolly.com. Super easy to remember, PodcastHolly.com. The link is also in the show notes.